Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. King in the castle. Let's step into the ring. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. And now, Joe Pizzapia. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It's you and it's me. We're talking all things wrestling here on the In This League Podcast Network. Don't forget to join the ITL Army over on Patreon today. And of course, follow us on Twitter at In This Ring at JoePizzaPia17 and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the podcast, share. Okay, I mean, it was going south before the pandemic. It was under that number. Then the pandemic hit. It wasn't much to do, so people were watching still kind of, sort of. But obviously it lost its luster. However, the Triple H WWE has really just turned the corner in terms of ratings, in terms of excitement. It doesn't feel like a three-hour opus anymore. It feels like a a TV show that moves from piece to piece, and you're kind of interested to see where the stories are going, and everything's interwoven well. It's a big difference. Uh, NXT is a show that, you know, I was always a huge fan of the black and gold NXT. I tried my best to stick with the 2.0. I still watch on occasion, or I'll I'll pick and choose certain matches that I want to see. Uh, It's more just time-related at this point in time, especially with football season coming around. As many of you know, I cover the NFL, so it's always tougher this time. But there's some good things going on there. There are a few good things I want to highlight in AEW, too. And we've got a huge question ahead of us here, which is, are we going to finally get, after two-plus years, Roman Reigns dropping the belts, plural, to somebody else? And is that person Drew McIntyre? That is the huge question to ask. The guy who was hotter than hot, absolutely white hot going into WrestleMania pre-pandemic, then WrestleMania gets shut down, he doesn't get to have his WrestleMania moment, he carries the title in front of almost nobody. It's tough. It's tough. And then you think maybe he's going to have his WrestleMania moment when they come back a year later, but no, no, no. No, no, no. It's not. It's Bobby Lashley instead. So, kind of interesting there. This is a guy, I think, too, that you could really make the case for, I hate the word deserve, Usually it's about earning it. He's earned it, and he deserves it. And I think it would be a feel-good story. I think I'd like to see it. And if anyone knows how to book Drew McIntyre, I think it's Triple H. I mean, he was a good NXT champion. Uh, so I think that this is a great opportunity. And I think maybe just for the good of the business, a little shake-up, even if it's only for a few months. Even if it's from now till Royal Rumble or Survivor Series and Roman gets the belts back, I'm fine with this. A little bit of the breakup is okay. That's fine. So it's all right. More on that to come. Let's start first with the good from AEW, as I teased earlier. We talked about last week the obvious uh, John Moxley stuff going on with uh, one CM Punk. Then this past week, again, I'm recording this on Wednesday morning before the go-home show from Dynamite. Last week, we had the three-minute match between John Moxley and CM Punk, where CM Punk drops the belt to John Moxley. So that happened, Um, (laughs) and I think uh, to most people's surprise, I understand the concept, which is if CM Punk really isn't well enough to wrestle, then 
fair enough. Let's not have interim champions. However, if you look at the women's side, they're having a literal match at the pay-per-view for the interim championship because Thunder Rosa's hurt. So why is it good enough for the women, not good enough for the men? I don't understand. It's stupid. I always like, if you are unable to compete, you drop the title. It's what Finn Balor did. It's what many champions before and after him have done. If you cannot compete, you drop the title and it creates more drama. Interim champions is a stupid idea. It's always a stupid idea. You drop the belt, and if that champion is hot, they come back, and you know what? You run them against whoever has the belt then as a champion. Interim in front of the world world champion is so dumb. It is basically to somehow placate the wrestler's ego who is champion. That's what it is. So Thunder Rosa doesn't want to give up the title because Thunder Rosa worked very hard to get the title and Thunder Rosa is not very well liked. So she's afraid she gives up the title. She's never going to see it again. So she's not wrong. She's not wrong in that sense. But they're wrong in the sense that it it hurts the product because it does. Interim championships are stupid. Dumb. It's about wrestler ego. It's about nothing else. And it's bad, bad booking. Now, a lot of people are speculating, okay, maybe at uh, All Out, we're going to get the CM Punk heel turn. Maybe we get the return of MJF. I think we can all agree, AEW without MJF ain't the same show. It just ain't. That MJF 15-minute segment, wherever it was, whether he's wrestling or talking or both, or sometimes 20 minutes or more, that made a huge difference in the product. Made a huge difference in the show. I'm telling you right now, to me, AEW without MJF, Without peak Wardlow, it's just it's just looking for an identity, and and unfortunately they keep reverting back to the old identity, which is the WCW trap of all traps. If you don't build new superstars, you're dying, right? You're starting to build new superstars. You got MGF, you get Wardlow, and now they're you know can't find them anywhere. And instead, we're reverting back to the Kenny Omega stuff, we're reverting back to John Moxley again, and people get sick of that. They get tired of it. I mean, I'm tired of John Moxley personally. I am. You know, I mean, the shtick is old, you know, him walking around with a stick up his butt like he can't, you know, can't sit still for two seconds walking around. I don't know who told him that's a good idea. It makes him look the opposite of tough and strong. It makes him look like, like I said, he's got a huge giant super wedgie in his pants and it's weird. And I can't. And now that I've said it to you, you can't unsee it. But at the same time, I will say this. One of the best things I've seen in wrestling in the last, I don't know, month or two. And I've seen some good things. Will Ospreay and his crew against Death Triangle, Pack and the Lucha Bros was spectacular. Uh, the last six and a half, seven minutes of that match, unbelievable. Yeah, it's a spot fest, but once again, spot fests that look like they're aggressive, like they're hurting each other, they look like professional wrestling is good. Spot fest where people are just flipping for no reason, not good. Spot fest where people are clearly uh, just catching each other and clearly just setting up for the next thing and things like that and nothing matters and nobody's selling anything. Not good. So spot fests are okay. I'm all for spot fests. They're entertaining. I, I'm I'm alive. I'm a red-blooded wrestling fan who enjoys a good spot fest just as much as the next bloke. But spot fests that look like they're beating the crap out of each other, much better. This was a tremendous match. I mean, of course, we got Will Ospreay, we got Pac, you got, you know, Ray Phoenix all in a ring together. It's only going to be great. So that was very cool. You're going to get the uh, end of the trios tournament because, you know, everybody has to have a belt. So you're going to have Osprey and his uh, British boys against the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Now that I'm concerned of what kind of spot fest that's going to be. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to have, of course, it's going to be 
Kenny Omega and the Bucks, because if Kenny Omega and the Bucks don't have a belt, then the EVPs are not very happy. So God forbid we build some new stars. And Will Ospreay right now, I mean, if you ask me who would I want to watch in a match, it's Will Ospreay, it's Pac. Those are the guys, like, I want to see those guys. I, don't just, I mean, Kenny Omega, it's funny. Kenny Omega in Japan, I enjoyed. Kenny Omega in this run in AEW, I haven't enjoyed nearly as much. And I think the reason is, now that you look back on it, when you're working with the Kota Ibushis of the world and the Naitos of the world and the Okadas of the world, it's really easy to be great. And all the fanfare and all this stuff, like all that kind of worked. It was very larger than life. And somehow it just hasn't transitioned here to the States. It feels like the larger than life version of Kenny Omega somehow got lost and left in Japan at customs. Because <laughs> I haven't seen it here. And obviously because he's with his buddies now again. I don't know what it is. But it just hasn't worked for me. And I know some of you still love Kenny Omega. I'm not hating on Kenny Omega. I'm just saying it doesn't feel the same. And... I think he, you know, I think they would be in a better spot if you were getting more Will Ospreys. I mean, Will Ospreay right now, if you told me you're going to put the belt on Will Ospreay, I'm like, yeah, let's go. I want to see Will Ospreay's champion. You know, I, I want to see him as your second level champion. That's fine, too. If you want to put him in the workman title, okay. Because, you know, like that TNT championship is supposed to be the workman title, okay. But there's been so much drama there lately, too. My goodness, with the Eddie Kingston stuff and Sammy Guevara, you know, throwing hands. It's so funny to me, like you could see the uh, fraying at the seams and you could see what happens when you don't have enough TV time to go around and the roster's too big. This is what happens. People start to get a little disenfranchised. They start to get a little concerned about their spot. And we only have three hours of TV time and a roster that's big enough for probably six hours of TV time. It's an issue. And people don't want to be on dark. They want to be on TBS. They want to be on TNT. That's where they want. That's why you're getting the drama you're getting in AEW right now. It's like musical chairs. And there just ain't enough chairs right now in that company for some of these people. And some of them are very talented and deserve a spot to sit down and be on TV. Others do not. But it doesn't matter. Because what happens is when that line of musical chair players is all out in front of you, it's really difficult to still find a seat. It's a nice metaphor. I hope you enjoyed that. Anyway, let's go back to the card. So... It's going to be Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks winning this trio's title because, like I said, God forbid we don't have, you know, Kenny Omega walking around with a belt or the Bucks walking around with a belt. They don't feel like, you know, they can cosplay wrestle enough. Uh, AW Interim World Championship for the women. Ugh, God. Why interim? So dumb. Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. I like all four of these women. I think these are the best four women they have, so at least they got that right, uh, which I think they did. To me, we very smart to let Tony Storm win this and then run Tony Storm as champion for a while and then let her beat Thunder Rosa and become the champion and, and build her up. Um, my fear is they're going to revert back to Britt Baker, which I don't think is the right answer right now. I think something new and fresh is good. Everybody loves Britt already. Tony Storm, I think, is the answer. And if Tony Storm is not the answer, I hope it's Jamie Hayter, but my prediction is going to be Tony Storm. Especially because the last thing you want right now, I don't know how long Tony Storm's contract is, but the last thing you want right now is to have an unhappy Tony Storm looking over back at WWE and go, oh, new management, maybe it's time for me to go back home. Because we all know Tony Storm and Triple H, that was a good relationship. She was NXT UK champion. She was somebody who made it very far in the Mae Young Classic, obviously, to the final. She was somebody that I think you look back at 
NXT runs of Tony Storm, and they were all very good, and Triple H was at the helm for that a lot of that. So, important stuff. Tony Storm's the answer. Jamie Hayter's the answer. I got no problem with that. Thunder Rose is not the answer. You did it. It was a nice moment in her hometown. There's been a lot of problems with her. I think she's super sensitive, and probably rightfully so, because she's probably taking a lot of crap. And sometimes when you take a lot of crap in this business, especially as a woman, as a woman of color, I think sometimes you get super sensitive to things. It's kind of like the Sasha Banks syndrome I talked about earlier, where they're just more sensitive to when things are not presented in the right way to them because they're used to being crapped on. They're used to being shelved. They're used to being on the wrong end of the stick when it comes to the right thing to do. But for the sake of business, Tony Storm is your champion. And if not, I accept Jamie Hayter. I, I think that's a good idea too. Maybe you have some Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker issues there. We shall see. But you can spurn that off anyway with a Tony Storm win. Again, that's simple booking, but AEW sometimes likes to miss the simple. AEW World Tag Team Championship Swerve in our glory versus the acclaimed. Uh, I can only assume we're going to continue to keep the belts once again on Keith Lee and Swerve for the same reason. Don't be surprised if All Out doesn't become a huge festival of, hey, all you WWE folks that came over, we're going to keep you happy because we don't want you to get disenfranchised and leave us. So we're going to give you belts. Or keep belts on you. Keep an eye on that. It's going to tell you a lot. Wardlow and FTR, finally. My goodness. Not enough Wardlow and FTR on this show lately. Versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. You know, this low-key is probably going to be the best match on the card. Just saying. Like, I mean, if you think about it. <clears throat> you know, you got the power of Wardlow. They got the wrestling acumen of FTR. The veteran leadership of, you know, Jay Lethal in the ring. And the Motor City Machine Guns, who, you know, are, are just terrific pros. So... It's great to see Alex Shelley, you know, back around the States too, working again. So that's very cool. So <clears throat> low key, this is what, you know, one that I'd love to see how, how FTR is not the champions, uh, the real tag team champions, how they are not in the video game. <laughs> they didn't get that bonus. Ugh, how do these things happen to FDR? I don't know. But if you think about the summer of AEW, the highlights, I mean, FDR kind of comes to mind as maybe the top three, if not top number one. Casino ladder match, again, you know, we, we'll see what that all comes out to fruition. Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Um, you know, it's interesting because there's part of me that kind of wonders, you know, with new Chris Jericho in his uh, better shape, <clears throat> if he's capable of having a higher level match again. Because I think for the most time in AEW, we've seen that that was not the case. Chris Jericho's an attraction at this point in his career. Chris Jericho's a personality at this point in his career. Brian Danielson's still a great wrestler. And if you can't have a good match with Brian Danielson, it's like, it's like if you have a bad match with AJ Styles, that's on you, bro. Like, what, what's wrong with you? So there's a curiosity here for me of Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Like, can, can Jericho move a little bit better now in the ring? Can we get, get a little bit, maybe a little um, way back machine action for Chris Jericho? We shall see. Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. I hope Christian Cage smashes Jungle Boy. If Jungle Boy goes over on Christian Cage, it's dumb. And I'll tell you why. Because Jungle Boy is not going to sell tickets. Jungle Boy is not going to put asses in the seats. Everybody going, whoa, whoa, whoa. nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm all for the undersized guys. I'm all for the fun guy. I'm all for that. Give me Johnny Gargano all day long. Johnny Gargano has star power and charisma and likability and he's entertaining. He's a great wrestler. Jungle Boy, I don't get it. I don't get it. What am I missing when it comes to Jungle Boy? He's an athletic kid with a big poof of hair who had a famous dad. I, I just don't get it. 
Christian Cage has been doing great heel work. It's really just kind of been buried. And then you got Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. In a matchup probably is going to come and go. <clears throat> I would put Ricky Starks over and keep trying to push Ricky Starks because I think that guy's got some talent. And I think over time he could continue to grow. But it's kind of a, I don't know, a bit of a strange card when you think about it. You know, where we're kind of looking about where this company's going. Just pay attention. Follow the belts right now because <clears throat> that's going to tell you what's going on. And if all of a sudden you don't get Tony Storm... And for some reason, Keith Lee and Swerve dropped the belts to the acclaim. I don't know. I just keep an eye on it. That's all I'm saying. But I got to say, I look at this card and I go, am I paying 50 bucks for this? No, like, it's, it's not that interesting to me. Now, you might have the amazing CM Punk moment where he goes full heel. And you might have MJF coming back, maybe the two of them together in cahoots. And now they're going to go against the company. That would be hot. That is a distinct possibility. That is a coin flip at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Flip the coin. NXT Worlds Collide 2022. It's kind of a fun show on uh, NXT this week because you had all the um, ex-NXT people coming back, talking to some of the folks here, beefing up the show a little bit, which is good. Crossover's fun. It's good. It's good for the show. It's good for, of course, the young talent. Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate. That's going to be a fun one to uh, unify the NXT Championship. So Tyler Bate's going to drop the belt to Braun Breaker. It's fine. Tyler Bates, Tyler Bate, excuse me, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is an extraordinary wrestler, and he, in my opinion, deserves to be on the main roster. So, drop the belt to Braun Breaker, then have him join Sheamus's group or something. I don't know, do something like that, but bring that guy up. He's he's too talented. And again, just because he's short, who cares? Now that's a guy who's short, who has star power and charisma and great, good promo and phenomenal in ring worker, and he's believable. He can kick your ass. Because you're small doesn't mean you can't kick ass. I don't believe Jungle Boy is kicking anybody's ass. It's ridiculous. Mandy Rose versus Miko Satomura. Also, Mandy Rose will win to unify this. And it's good. Miko has been around the block for many, many years. And it's good for Mandy to continue to work. And Mandy's made a lot of improvements. You know, I thought her match um, a couple weeks ago was very good, too. I think she's come a long way in these last years, year and change that she's been the champion. I think it was the right decision. And I think... It probably took a lot of guts to actually say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go back and do this, even though in some ways it's a step backward, because I think it's going to propel her forward and a better trajectory of her career. I think she got a little lost in um, the marketing of Mandy Rose and forgot about the wrestler Mandy Rose, because I always thought Mandy had that, that combination of strength and power and look, all the things you kind of want. And then it just became about her Instagram account and you stop seeing her in the ring working. And maybe some of that's Vince McMahon. It's very possible. But moving back to NXT was the right call, and I think she's uh, found it again, which is good. It's it's very good. Caden Carter and Katana Chance, still have a hard time calling her Katana Chance, but whatever, against Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. Can we get rid of Dewdrop's name too? Can we just, if we got Austin Theory back and Matt Riddle back and everyone got their first names, can we just get Piper Niven back too? Because Dewdrop is just stupid. And we can also get Nikki Cross. They're going to go out there and do the job to Caden Carter as well. So this is good. You're going to put over all your NXT people and make them feel like big stars. Pretty Deadly versus the Creed Brothers versus Gallus versus uh, Brooks Jensen and, and Briggs for the NXT Championship for the tag teams. Uh, you know me, Creed Brothers all the way for this, but we'll see how that all works out. Ricochet versus Carmelo Hayes. Now, this could be the match of the entire weekend of wrestling. I'm talking All Out. I'm talking Worlds Collide. I'm talking Clash of the Castle. All of it. You give me Ricochet versus Carmelo Hayes. Ooh-wee. That's appointment viewing. Do not miss that match. 
And they have Axiom versus Nathan Frazier in a two out of three falls match. So uh, these are two guys they're very high on. That's going to be worth watching too. Axiom and Nathan Frazier are definitely two developmental prospects that I think have a lot of potential depending on how they develop over the next year or two. So that to me is also an interesting match. But it's the Ricochet-Carmelo Hayes match that's going to be spectacular. And I bet Braun Breaker, Tyler Bates going to be pretty good as well. So you get a couple good pieces out of that. That's what you want. But now we get to the biggest question, the million dollar question. After more than two years of Roman Reigns being champion, are we going to finally take a break from Roman Reigns being champion? I think the answer is yes. I think when you don't have Paul Heyman around, who's now selling, you know, for the entire summer now since SummerSlam, the Brock Lesnar uh, table F5, which is just hilarious, which is really, you know, he went to go take a vacation for a couple weeks with his family, probably. And you got Sami Zayn in the bloodline, which has been so hilarious. I mean, God, I, how they're missing the boat with this old Sami Zayn on the t-shirt with the bloodline. I mean, even if they only, even if it's only for a couple weeks, they're going to sell a crap ton of t-shirts. Like that is just a hilarious t-shirt. But Roman has been absolutely spectacular and Roman is so over. Roman has done such a great job with this gimmick for the last two years, he's done such a phenomenal job of carrying the company. When times were in the last two years where it was difficult to carry the company, coming out of the pandemic, carrying the company in a sense where, you know, most of the crowd and the fan base at the beginning is still not with it. Now it's just electric when he's in the building. I've been in the building when he's been champion now, and it's just, it's an electric place. <clears throat> and he's done a phenomenal job. But you don't want to stay at the dance too long either. And I love that we can have a champ for two years in a company now. And we can accept that because I think that's good. You know, I think that's something you want. Stability is good. Building enormous superstars is good. So you've done that. You've accomplished that with Roman Reigns. Now you need to build some new guys, whether it be Cody Rhodes, whether it be Drew McIntyre. You have to do this now. And it doesn't have to last forever. Again, it can go to Survivor Series or you can run it back at the Royal Rumble and have Roman Reigns win at the Royal Rumble. And then do Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. Fine with that too. Or maybe you end up running the Roman Reigns versus The Rock, and you know the, maybe that's what you end up doing, and, and maybe you can get The Rock to do it, that's fine. And maybe Drew McIntyre turns heel and he does the job and ha passes the torch to Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes is winning at WrestleMania, folks, when he comes back. It's just a matter of who is going to do the job to him. And it should, because Cody Rhodes has been great. Uh, it's a shame the injury happened, but in some way it almost builds the legend. I think it's time. I think because it's at Cardiff, because it's in Wales, because it's uh, a show, they haven't done a show over there in so long, so many years now. I think the crowd wants it. I think the reaction is going to be over the moon. And I think despite the fact he didn't get the WrestleMania moment, I think this might be that moment for him where he gets it. And I think it's, it's going to be special. And I, and I think it's okay. And I, I think it's time to do something else. Have Roman Reigns chase, have the bloodline, you know, maybe you have the Usos drop the belts too. Maybe you have this whole thing where it goes a little chaotic for a while, but I think it's time. We'll see next week when we come back. If it is indeed time, Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan, SmackDown women's title. We keep the belt on Liv, but you have Shayna lose by disqualification here. I think you have her look mean. You have her look badass. Maybe have Ronda get involved too. And if you do, then you run Shayna and Ronda because that's money. That is money in the bank right there. In a match that everybody 
watching it and involved in it is going to need a giant ice bath after Seamus versus Gunther. Gunther will retain, but Seamus will be damaged after this match. Um, Gunther is just brutal. And my goodness, if we can get everybody else's name, can we get Walter too? I'd like to see Walter back, but whatever. I'll, at least everyone's getting their first names back. Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair. Oh, excuse me. Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair versus As and Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus Bailey, Eos Guy, and Dakota Kai. To me, you know, as much as, you know, you, you've been pushing the baby faces and Bianca's the big baby face, because EO Sky and Dakota Kai and, you know, we didn't really talk too much about Raw, you ended up losing on a technicality here to, um, to Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez, where there was a blind tag, and then Aaliyah ends up rolling up somebody who's not legal, and they get the one, two, three. So you kind of have a weird finish there, which is fun. I like the controversy. I like the idea. I like putting the belts on somebody. That, okay, we didn't see that coming. Everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion. Here's the problem. You can have them lose twice in a week. I think you have to have Bailey and EEO and Dakota go over here. You have to do this. Like, if otherwise, what's the point? Then you've brought in this stable that's red hot and you just have them job out to everybody. That sounds like Vince McMahon booking to me, not Triple H booking. So keep an eye on that. I don't care if they cheat to do it. I want them to cheat to do it. Uh, I do think, though, you will potentially get Tegan Knox returning to. I think this is another coin flip situation. She's from Wales. She is a great talent. She's an OG Triple H person in a world where it's really hard to find good babyface talent, especially in the women's division. Man, she's great. And I know she's had a ton of knee injuries and I understand she's still only like in her mid twenties. Got you got to give her another shot at this. They brought her up to the main roster. She was on a tag team with Shotzi for a few weeks and then she disappeared. Please bring back Tegan Knox. get her back in the company. It's good for business. And it would be fun if she came out there and you think, oh, she's going to go with Dakota. You know, she's going to go against Dakota Kai, cost her the match and all that feud. Nope. Why don't you have her turn heel and come out there just for the beginning of it? Then you could always run her as a baby face later because you know you have that in your back pocket because she's so likable. That would be fun. But I think having her come back is important. I'd like to see that happen. Again, I don't know. Why are you bringing Bailey back with this awesome trio here? If you're not going to have them win matches, you got to have them win some matches here and not just against the job squad that they were out there against last time too. You can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't just run the job squad people out there necessarily. You don't want to do that. You need to have actual big time wrestlers doing it. You have to have Asuka or Alexa Bliss eating a pin, not Bianca. She's not going to eat the pin, but somebody's got to eat the pin here. Riddle and Seth Rollins are getting hot and testy. Boy, oh boy. How about that? After the, uh, the cameras went off moment where we got some F-bombs and some bleeps. And holy hat, what in the hell was going on there? It wasn't that entertaining and fun. This also has a potential to be the match of the weekend, too, from all these wrestling things. So that's right up there with Carmelo Hayes and Ricochet. Riddle versus Seth Rollins could be tremendous. Um, I feel like Seth Rollins needs a win, though. After all that stuff with, with Cody, I, I think Seth Rollins should come out on top. Finn Bauer and Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio and uh, <clears throat> Edge. Perhaps we get the Dominic Mysterio turn. I don't know. Again, I told you Dominic Mysterio and Jungle Boy should go off together and go on a cruise. I, I got nothing. I, I just, I, why? I mean, the mullet's terrible. The wrestling is mediocre. I don't get it. Like, not every second generation superstar is Randy Orton, for God's sakes. Ugh. Anyway. 
Mysterio and Edge versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor will be a good match. So look, the Cardiff card is very good. But the big question remains, Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns? I'm not saying if Roman Reigns wins, it's wrong. I mean, Roman Reigns just continues to then be a monster all the way to WrestleMania. And, he's, and then it becomes an even bigger deal when Cody beats him. But I get the feeling like they want to take a break here. I get the feeling like maybe Roman needs a break here after two years. Hence his new deal and his new Brock Lesnar-ish contract. I get the feeling it's smart too to start elevating some of these other main eventers because then when you elevate the other main eventers like Kevin Owens, like Drew McIntyre, like some of the other folks you have there in that range, it's good for business. It allows you to do different matches, different interchangeable moments. And that's a very important thing as we're entering, you know, this other post SummerSlam, post Vince McMahon era where we're going to go through the fall here during football season. And then we're going to turn the page at Royal Rumble when wrestling season really kicks off from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. I understand there's two ways to go. Personally, I would do a break from Roman Reigns, have him get it back. When Roman Reigns wins it back, then you run Roman as champ again to WrestleMania, him and Cody. That's a main event I want to see. And Drew McIntyre gets his moment in front of the home crowd. I think everybody wins. Wrestling's supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to be fun. I want it to happen. I'm rooting for it. I think I think we all want it. As much as even if we love Roman Reigns, and I love Roman Reigns more than most people. I love Roman Reigns when it wasn't cool to love Roman Reigns. Okay? And respected the hell out of him when everybody else thought he was crap. Well, he's not crap. And now you see he's not crap. Yeah. But we shall see when we come back here next week exactly what is the score. Who is the undisputed universal champion? And until then, make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at InThisRing, at JoePizzaPia17. Again, check out the ITL Army and join over on Patreon at InThisLeague.com. And, of course, leave a nice five-star review of the pod and share it all around. I told you, it's Labor Day weekend. All this work. All this labor. Say, hey, this is a great wrestling pod. Check it out. I know some of you do, and I appreciate you. I see you. I know. I see Andrew. I see Mason. I see my people out there, Ethan, who always listen to the show. And I appreciate y'all. And uh, again, we're here for you talking wrestling because it's fun, because it's a good time. So I hope you enjoyed this last half hour. And I hope you enjoy all the many, many wrestling events you have as summer is coming to a close for many of us. Maybe a new chapter in WWE begins. And that'll do it for me. And that's the bottom line. Because Joe P. said so. It's Claymore Country. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.